Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, September 7th. We are here live, and it means it's time for Destination Health. We're going to open the phone lines right now, start dialing. We'll get to those calls here in just a little bit. 855-950-3835. It's all health all day. Jump on the phone and join me. A couple things on the open, nothing major today. Uh, I have another life lesson from the garden. You know, I used to say I get all my best ideas in the shower. Now I seem to get them in the garden. Uh, Also today, I'm feeling a little nostalgic for those of you who don't know. Uh, When we started the radio show back in 2007 on Sirius, uh, Lisa was my call screener. Lisa was the call screener on the show for years. And when we had the podcast network six years ago, Lisa was the call screener. And today she's the call screener again. So call her up and say hello. It was a kind of a last minute emergency. So uh, kind of nostalgic and fun for me. What else do we have going on today? Uh, All right. Life lesson from the garden. So gardening for me has been kind of like everything else that I do. I've I've said over the years, I've always kind of been interested in gardening. I attempted it now and then, and it was usually a horrible failure. And I would basically do what most home gardeners do. In spring, they roll out all the flowers. You walk into Home Depot, you see all these beautiful plants, or you go to the nursery, and everybody's excited, and you want to get your plants in in the spring. And then you realize how much work it is, and then the bugs set in and the problems, and most of us kind of tend to give up. Um, We had the experience here in the neighborhood a couple years ago. When I got into gardening, I thought, well, a, a lot of the yards up here where I am, they don't have enough Um, space with sunlight to grow. Uh, We do in our area. So I said, why don't we take some of the HOA land and build community gardens so that everybody in the neighborhood would have a chance and some land to grow if they wanted. And we did. And we brought in grow boxes and dirt and put a lot of work into it. And it didn't make it through the first summer. You could tell by the end of the summer, most of the people had given up on their their plots and I think there's a couple people left using it so that that seems to be pretty typical I went through that for years this time um, when I started gardening and maybe it was because it was COVID that first year and there wasn't a lot else to go do I got hooked and I've been hooked ever since but I kind of approach gardening the way I approach everything else that I do I want to be as good as I can I want to learn how to do this the best way possible. So I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of research. I've taken some courses. I read blogs. I have some people I follow. I've read books. But I haven't seen this particular approach to gardening, and I'm not sure why not. So everything I read is all about the focus is on when you can get a plant in the ground and stick with me here. There's a life lesson here, by the way, it's actually a life lesson I've talked about before. I just didn't know I could apply it to the garden like this. So every time you look up a plant, like can I grow peas in 
zone eight. You do everything in gardening by zones around the country, and that's based on the different weather. I mean, we have wildly different weather in this country. So you figure out what zone you're in. You can do that by the zip code. It's easy to figure out. You just go search it online, search for, you know, what is my zone for the zip code growing zone. And then the focus is always what is the first day or what's the earliest in the season we can get a plant in the ground. And I've always done this too. So for example, some plants, peas are probably the best example. Pea plants look so delicate and they are. They're really delicate, but they're also really hardy. Pea plants can, you can snow on pea plants and it won't kill them. They really hold up to the cold well. So they always say with peas, as soon as you can work the soil, as soon as it's warm enough that you can actually get into the soil and dig, go ahead and put your pea plants in. And the focus is always on what's the first day I can get a plant. And I've been doing that. And this last year really kind of pointed out to me that that's not the best way to approach this. But that's the way all home gardeners and articles that always seems to be the focus. When's the soonest I can get that plant in? We had a really good example this year. I had several, but one that um, really kind of stuck out to me. So I felt like that I had already gotten a late start in the garden this year because I was on that road trip and I didn't get back. I kept extending it. And by the time I got back, we were already a couple weeks into May. And I typically get my garden started about the middle of April. So I already felt like I was almost a month late. So immediately, I just, I just wanted to get plants into the ground. So I went out and planted a whole section of peas first because they can deal with the cold just fine. And then I thought, well, I'll get my onions in because they do okay. Um, and I got some other plants in. Well, the onions, for example, I put it out like, oh, I don't know, 150 um, onion starts early in May, like the beginning of the second week in May. And then I got busy with other stuff. And then I went back about three weeks later and I planted about 150 more onion starts. Almost the same area of the garden, same soil, same basic amount of sunlight, same watering. And yet the onions that went into the ground early did really poorly. And here's the thing we have to remember about plants, most plants, not all, there's many exceptions, but a lot of plants, I'll say, have a limited life, a certain number of days that plant's going to grow. Almost all annuals are that way. There are some tomatoes that will keep growing if they have the right conditions. Peppers will keep growing. Um, Most root vegetables will, but there are a lot of plants that have a fixed number of days when you put them in the ground. So what you want to do is you want to put them in the ground at the time of year that will give you the best conditions for the longest period of time, not just get it in the ground early. So the second set of onions that I grew, and they were only planted about three weeks apart, did so much better. It's not even close. Like my first crop of onions, they are all really, really small. The second group, I have nice medium to large onions. It's 
like I said, wasn't even close. The only difference, same varieties, same everything. The only difference was about three weeks time getting it into the ground. So what we should look at with those plants is that if it has a limited number of days that it's going to live, and they do, we don't want to plant it so early that the conditions aren't good yet. Sure, we can get it in the ground. It's not going to die. So I got thinking about that, and I'm harvesting those bigger onions right now. So I was thinking, what a difference. I mean, if I were to weigh these harvests, the first 150 onions, I'll bet they only weigh one quarter of how much the second group weigh. That much of a difference. That's huge. I'll get three times more usable onion out of that second batch. So is today a gardening show? I thought you said there was a life lesson here, Kevin. There is. I wonder if anybody's figured out what it is yet. It's from one of my favorite books, by the way. The lesson, I've talked about it before, and I'm going to start applying this to my garden now. And again, I don't know why I don't see this anywhere else. The focus is always, when can you get a plant in the ground and get it in the ground? The lesson from the book, The Seven Habits, begin with the end in mind. What's the end here? So instead of always focusing on when can I get that plant in the ground, I'm now planting my plants based on when I want to harvest them. When is the last day I can reasonably harvest something? When does the plant need to be mature by? That's a much better way to approach this. We could still plant early if conditions look really good. You know, if I check early and, you know, you can check 10-day forecast. Now you can check extended forecast. If it looks like there's going to be plenty of sunshine, it's going to start getting warm. Well, you could go ahead and plant. But you could also wait. And if we know that last day, now we know we can wait till this day to plant. We'll have better growing conditions for that limited amount of time that plant can be in the ground. Begin with the end in mind. I've talked about that when it comes to your life and your business, and it's just a great lesson. All right. Um, the garden, by the way, is crazy this year. And again, kind of goes back, this, this is what taught me this lesson. I wasn't able to get things into the ground early this year. I, like I said, I felt like I was really late, and I was worried. But what ultimately happened is even though I was on some plants, I was probably a month behind. We have a really long growing season here. September is still really good growing here. The days will start getting short. That's going to be the biggest problem. But by not rushing all the plants into the ground like I normally do, I actually have bigger, stronger, healthier plants. By waiting begin with the end in mind. So know your growing season. The only time you really have to rush, maybe if you're in a place with a really, really short growing season and you have to maximize every day you can. But for the most part, I think there's a better way to garden. It's also, like I said, a great life lesson. All right, what else? I had a bunch of other things here. Um, oh, I'm going to cover this, then I'm going to start getting to the calls because they're coming in. Um 
the COVID shot. The FDA has approved the new COVID vaccine. Um, it's now including the latest variants, BA4 and BA5, which is virtually all of the cases now. It has the original virus in it, but I don't think there are any cases of that anymore. And for the most part, it looks like this will now become another flu shot. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can find this quote from somebody. <laughs> Listen to this quote. And who is this person anyway? Why haven't I heard of him before? The Biden White House COVID advisor, Ashish Jha. Who is this person and why have I never heard of him before? But here's here's what he said. This is so sick in my mind that this is where we've come as far as health and... Oh, here's what he said. He's the White House COVID advisor, by the way. Quote, God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. He should be fired just for saying that. Unbelievable. Oh, I could go on and on about that, but I'm not going to. Um, it, the, this is now a normal, you'll be, you know, they'll be free and you'll have time off work to go get your annual COVID shot. And uh, I think everybody knows I'm certainly not doing it. Nothing's changed. They tested this latest one on eight mice. I'm sure it's safe. Um, one of these days, and I don't know if I'm going to do it on the pit or on a health day, I want to go through some of the statistics around the, the vaccine shots. They are unbelievable. There's some other things going on. We've talked a little bit about all the young people dying. Uh, looks like it, it could very well be linked to the vaccine. A lot of young people dying from heart conditions and people having strokes. You know, there's... a I don't want to get too political, but if you follow politics, you know, the Pennsylvania Senate race, uh, kind of a big deal. Dr. Oz is uh, the Republican nominee and uh, a guy named John Fetterman. Um, I had never heard of him before. Nothing about the guy seems like a politician, which might seem like a good thing, but not in this case. Uh I didn't realize, I, I saw that he was running for the Senate. I didn't realize he's the Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania. The guy's a little bizarre. Um, he recently had a stroke, and I just wonder. Uh, stroke is one of the very, very common side effects of the jab, and you see an awful lot of it. But there's, um, there's some other things going on with our young people right now. We've talked a lot about it, or I've talked quite a bit about it in the past. Um, since 2020, suicide rates are through the roof for young people and overdose deaths. And now not just overdose deaths, but we also need to call them fentanyl poisoning deaths. And there is a big difference and people should understand the difference. You know, I've talked about the opioid crisis and most people could care less about it because most people think, well, they're drug addicts. They chose that. I've tried to explain in the past, that was probably the case. Not so with the opioid epidemic. 80% is the most recent number I've seen. 80% of the people who become addicted to opioids got started with a prescription from the doctor, a legitimate prescription. And they'll say, well, you must be weak. You couldn't just take the opioid and then quit. And it's a little more complicated than that. 
when you see the kinds of numbers, this isn't some sort of moral weakness. This was a predatory pharmaceutical industry promoting drugs that should have never been given to people for post-surgical pain. There were, for a long, long time, we've just dealt with pain. Pain does not kill you. It's very, very unpleasant. I get it. But opioids do kill you. And we traded dealing with a little bit of pain. We wanted to give everybody an opioid every time they had a little bit of pain. And we wonder why we ended up with a bunch of heroin addicts. That's why. But the newest rounds of deaths are even worse because these are not addicts. These are not people who are addicted to opioids. These are people who, yes, they're still doing something wrong. They are looking for pharmaceutical drugs to take recreationally, or they're looking for pharmaceutical drugs to solve a problem, but they don't want to go get a prescription. Like maybe they have some anxiety and they'll take a Xanax once in a while. And rather than go get a prescription, they'll get it from a friend or they'll get it online or on one of these apps. That's been going on forever, but now it's deadly because many of these pills are no longer what people think they are. You think you're getting a Percocet, which is a pretty mild pain reliever, and instead you get a pure fentanyl pill and you're dead. That's not an overdose. That's a poisoning. But between overdose, poisoning, suicides, people dying possibly from side effects of the jab, um, we're losing our young people. There's an interesting story out now in Rolling Stone about um, the Army Base Fort Bragg and how many young people are dying there from overdoses, suicides. The numbers are outrageous, but nobody seems to be talking about it. All right, we are going to get to the phones. Calls are starting to come in. Jump in and join us, 855-950-3835. We're going to get started in Alabama. Terry, welcome to the program. How you doing? Can you hear me good? I can. What's on your mind today? I was going to give you a good story. In November, I'll be 54 years old. For better than 20 years, I followed this sad American diet, followed the doctor on cholesterol medicine, weighed about 195, 200. Two okay. years ago, I dropped about 60 pounds, but I'm up to 147 now. Wow. Okay. Last September, last September, I got out of trucking a year ago. And I started smoking weed for, you know, chronic pain I was having. Well, last September, I had my left total hip replacement. Had it done. Two weeks ago, damn near dropped dead of a heart attack. Main artery, 99% blocked. Had to go in there and put a skin in. I changed and went to your diet. My basic diet is I usually eat some kind of protein, meat, and then usually peas, butter beans, something like that. That's about all I eat for something. Okay. But... You'd be amazed. They say it was a decade and they wanted to put me back on statins. And I told them, well, it didn't do me no good for 20 years. Why the hell I want to go back on statins? What the hell? I mean, they tried to get put me in the hospital. You know what they brought me for breakfast, for a cardiology breakfast? Uh, Scrambled eggs and toast. At least they threw some scrambled eggs. 
At least it wasn't grits and pancakes and toast. (laughs) But you're right. It's awful what they feed people in the hospital. The cardiologist walked in. I said, you want to call that a cardiologist? Well, he laughed. I said, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, they got me on Pavix and some other kind of blood pressure medicine, which I agreed to take that because um, they say the Pavix takes about a year for that to supposed to settle that skin in to the vein. Right. right. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So that... And they claim that I'm going to have to stay on baby aspirin the rest of my life. That's a but bad idea, by the way. That. That, no, that's a bad idea. But, I, <laughs> but right now, like you said, being the damage is done, don't I need to follow some of their advice, such as the plasma? Here's, here, some kind of blood pressure. here's what I would recommend for you. Because you're right, you've had a stent that's a surgical procedure. You, you, so you are dealing with medical issues. I do nutritional issues and you're already doing what I would recommend nutritionally. You're eating a much, much better diet. You're getting results. If you wanted to know the best answer on what you should be doing cardiovascular wise, should you take the Plavix? Should you, or are there other things you should be doing? I would recommend a consult with Dr. Wolfson who is a cardiologist, but yeah, now he's a paleo, a natural cardiologist. That way, you know, for sure, he knows both the medical side, the nutritional side, all of that. And you'll know for sure what the best path forward is. That little 20 minute call they got on their website. I'm sure the young lady that does that, she's under his. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. And and we, you know, we use the same model here. We have our 10 minute discovery call. And most of the time, those are pretty straightforward and easy. And once in a while, there's something more difficult. And we'll kind of get together as a team in the background and we'll figure it out. That's the same way Dr. Wolfson works. You know, his time is is pretty darn valuable. There's only one of him. And he has all that medical training. So he trains people in his office to be able to work with you. And I promise you, if one of those people you're working with has a question, you know who they're going to. They're going to go to Dr. Wolfson with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, the only thing, one thing I do want to ask a question about, I remember one time Phil called and told you every time he drank that light ballot, he get cramps. Well, I'm going to tell you, I used to drink and I experimented two or three different times. Quit taking it, started back taking it, got cramps. Now, when I went in the hospital, they give you now in the app access to all your medical, what the test results was. Right. And I'm coming up like a point below what they call normal for magnesium. And I don't know what I could do to get it. I don't know if there's something that medicine's causing that or if I'm not getting somewhere magnesium. Yeah, all of us tend to be mineral deficient these days because most of our food, even when we're eating as clean as possible, most of our food just doesn't have the mineral content it used to. Uh, So we do almost always recommend supplementing minerals. If um, light balance isn't working for you for whatever reason, it gives you cramps, um, try a product in our store called Actimag. That's a couple different forms of magnesium that's really absorbable. That'll bring your magnesium levels right up. 
this is something that puzzles me. Like I said, I, I got one of them Apple watches about three years ago, and I kept asking the doctor. I went a couple of times. I didn't go all the time. Hell, I had my pulse rate get up sometime to 190. Hell, the first day of the year, 195 acres. Yeah, my oh. average was up to 202. Oh, that's, watch, went up to, that's way too high for your age. Way off the charts. I'm still wondering how I got by it today. I'm having a total hip replacement that they didn't catch it a year ago. But anyway, oh, I had times that I don't know how I didn't, might as well say, drop dead before that. But Thursday, when I went to see the doctor, well, we had some kind of attack. They wasn't interested in putting me in the hospital when I didn't see the regular doctor. And your radio cardiologist, he wanted to put a meter on me. Uh, I said, well, what am I supposed to do about this pain I'm having? Well, we're going to see if it's a nerve or muscle. Well, it was a muscle about 7.30 on that Thursday night. It told on itself. Yeah. I had to go to the hospital. But it's something I don't, didn't ever think I'd go through. And everybody looking at me kind of strange. Well, hell, you lost all the weight. I think, yeah, but them 40 years or, boy, almost 50 years of the sad American oh, yeah. diet. We, we've it done a, you know, it's, a, it's amazing to me after four or five decades that, that we can still make all the improvements we are able to make. I, you know, I, I've done a lot of improvements. I mean, Good. but I also now understand a lot of stuff out of trouble I was having that I thought was just me getting weaker. I mean, getting like nothing of it, just me getting older, as you said. Yeah, it's Even not. Even though I was in much better shape. It's not. We we, we can be crazy, healthy, and strong, and physically vibrant at any age, and that should be our goal. Yeah. I feel like when I doctors, and I told them I lost down to 60 pounds at once, I said, yeah, and I done it sitting on my fat ass in the truck the first six months. That's right. I never did get exercise or do shit. Always, me and my little dog, we did. I'd stop at Wendy to McDonald's at night, get whatever the biggest hamburger they have, throw the bread away, eat the meat, and we'd go. We'd go with it. I done that for about six or eight months, and I lost about 50 pounds. There you go. There you go. But anyway, I, yeah, I want to call him, but I thought you'd get a kick out of yeah. Yeah, what happened. I mean, I, I made before I told anybody what kind of diet I was on. I said, did this just happen last year? Did this just happen in six months? No, this something that took decades to happen. Exactly. They didn't yeah. like my, one doctor didn't like my coffee regimen, but the other doctor, he said, oh, that sounds interesting. He's he probably to go make him some now. That's right. But that's one thing to say. I started drinking two cups of coffee a day that you recommended, and the weight just melted away. It does. Yep. Sure does. All right, Terry. So uh, right. think think about reaching out to Doctor Wolfson there. I think that's uh, that's the final step to really put you on the road to get healthy long term. Let's head off to Texas. Gary, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. I'm sorry. Could you call? Could you check with me in about fifteen or twenty minutes? I can. I will put Would you. Yep, I will put you back in the queue, and I will check back here in a little bit, which will open up some phone lines. If you want to jump in, do it now, 855-950-3835. We will get to those calls as soon as they come in. If you want to jump in and join us, now's the time, 855 
950-3835. I was kind of looking through my notes here. Uh, I do have uh, a couple other things I want to talk about. I'm not sure if I want to dive into some of these right now. So if you want, jump in and join us. Um, the the vaccine deaths and the vaccine side effects. They're, they're finally kind of sort of starting to seep out a little bit, but yet nobody seems to be really picking up on them in the media much at all. I mean, if you're following the right sources, the kind of sources we've been following uh, from the beginning, nothing has changed about this. The, Vaccine is not working. It's really not effective in any sense. Well, let me take that back. It is effective for a short period of time. In the beginning, you have a little bit of time where you're less likely to get it, but that goes away pretty quickly. Then for a while, you're less likely to end up in the hospital, but that goes away after a while. Then you're less likely to end up in intensive care, but that goes away after a while. And then for a while, you're less likely to die, but even that goes away. And we can show it clearly now with the statistics from all over the world. Any country that you can get the data and it's getting harder and harder to get the data. Com- countries that were reporting it no longer report it. And nobody's, nobody's talking about why. Why are they not reporting these things anymore? But where you can see the data, it's pretty clear. Even with deaths, deaths from COVID now, the majority of people are vaccinated not boosted. That's the biggest group of people dying from COVID. Fully vaccinated, two shots if it required two shots, not boosted. So then somebody would say, oh, well, you better get boosted. Except that's the second largest group. Fully vaxxed, fully boosted. And now you're going to be asked to get a booster at least once a year. Right now they're bringing out the new shot for this year. It's out now. And like the, um, the COVID advisor from the White House said, <laughs> God gave you two arms for a reason so you can get your flu shot in one and your COVID shot in the other. How clever and how disgusting too. Let's, uh, let's go to Minnesota. John, welcome to the program. How are we doing, Kevin? Good. What's on your mind today? Uh, called you last week. Uh, called you last week about not having my large intestine. Yes. And some, and the milk. Um, and you said there was an article that Chris Kresser wrote. I was wondering if you've gotten around to that. I didn't. I need to have that note somewhere. Uh, I must have forgot to wrote it, write it down because I didn't even go look for it. Let me make a note right now while okay. we're talking. Uh, yep. And I'm pretty sure I bookmarked it, so it shouldn't be that hard to find. Uh, right. All right. I've got a note. Oh, I was just now trying I to shouldn't figure forget. 
Yeah, I was just trying to figure out what that said. So, you know, here, here's just my trying to find more information. You know, yeah, here's here's my guess that it's it's basically going to say we should, and I'm I'm speculating, but we'll see if I'm right or not. Um, we're basically going to follow all the things we talk about when it comes to gut bacteria. We're still going to try to eat, you know, good prebiotic foods, and we're going to eat probiotic foods, and we're just going to hope that the body adapts somehow. Uh, you know, our first thought is, well, if the gut bacteria is going to live in the small intestine, aren't we going to have to deal with SIBO symptoms? And, you know, what's better? Do we want to try to lower bacteria or increase it? I, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling based on everything else I've read that we're still kind of guessing on this. And, and here's part of the problem. Yeah. The traditional medical community still to this day doesn't focus much on gut bacteria at all. That's just not a thing for them. They, they just kind of ignore the whole thing. So for them, who cares? You know, you had a part in your body. There was something wrong with it. Well, just take it out. And they don't really focus on gut bacteria. But I, I promise you every holistic natural practitioner when they hear this what do you mean you took out the large intestine where's the bacteria gonna go that's our first thought but the medical community doesn't even think that way yeah it's just scary because the year that i had mine done i was down at the mayo clinic and they had done over 400 of them. Yeah. sad. No, I I, I know this information. You are not the first one to call this show about it. You're probably about the fifth. I mean, this, this is fairly common. I, 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 and that's why I started getting interested in this and did all the reading and the research. And there really were no answers. And then I saw, like I said, I saw a headline from Cresser and I really didn't have time to read it, but I, I'm pretty sure I bookmarked it. I'll go back and find it. But here's the thing. I mean, we, we've been told, and I believe it, when you understand all the stuff this bacteria does, we've been told without that bacteria, we would die. So where does it go? Yeah, I would. Where is it? Yeah. Yep. No, I, I was the first one who called you about this back in 09. Oh, that could, oh yeah, that could have been you. then. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That that was me. So okay, got I it. was messaging with Lisa and on that, so Yeah. Uh but yeah, that uh yeah, I'm trying to just figure this out and I'm working through it. So Yeah, uh, you know, my advice thanks. for now, we we do all the things we know we should be doing and do you ever suffer any kind of symptoms that are like SIBO? Yes, I got canker sores in my mouth all the time. Okay. And have to go pretty dramatic to get rid of them yeah and that that's um, that's going to be a nutritional deficiency because there are some nutrients that get harvested in the large intestine not that many um but there there are some so this compromises our ability to absorb nutrients as well yep okay i'll keep reading and researching and uh all right. I'll uh, probably call you in the next week or two to figure out that article. So all right. if you found out any new information. I will get I to it. Yep. And I'll keep looking to see if there's anything else new. Um, it really goes along with our, our big focus anyway. Um, gut bacteria for everybody is really a, uh, a pretty big focus now. You know, it's interesting. I'll go back to the garden. Um, 
this year, I, I, and I was talking about how wildly successful my garden has been this year. Um, tomatoes, I think the other day I said I might end up with like 4,000 tomatoes. I think that was way under because I counted a plant yesterday um, and one tomato plant had 81 tomatoes on it. And I have almost 100 tomato plants. So I think 4,000 was a little low. It's probably more like 6,000. Um, peppers this year. I have never seen anything like this. My pepper plants are so heavy, they look like they're going to fall over. Never seen so many peppers on one plant. And I have about 75 pepper plants. Uh, so it's going to be a crazy harvest this year. One of the things that um, I changed this year is that I am now using basically probiotics all over the garden. I'm using bacteria six different ways out in the garden. I have certain bacteria that I plant with. I have certain bacteria that I actually coat the seeds with. Before we plant a seed, we coat it with a, a certain bacteria. Uh, and all these bacteria do different things, kind of like the human body. We know that, you know, the, the L. ruteri increases oxytocin and testosterone. And we know that uh, another bacteria actually increases weight loss. And so in the garden, it's the same thing. But this is just as new in the garden. I mean, we've always kind of used bacteria and inoculants, but it's really starting to grow now. And one of the things that I've been using this year for the garden, and, and I have to believe this is a part of the success, uh, something called compost tea. So you take worm castings, which is basically worm poop, and it's loaded with good bacteria. And you put that in a five-gallon bucket and you fill it up with water and you let it ferment just like we do yogurt or fermented vegetables and the bacteria multiply in there. Now, I use a really um, good organic plant food and I put about a quart of that in there that feeds the bacteria and it also increases... Um, the nutrient uptake as well and it increases nutrients to the plant because this is plant food and then i just take that and i use a hose end sprayer and there's a uh, a dilution rate and I, I spray the whole garden every week so this whole bacteria thing is is really big in the garden as well uh let's uh let's get back to some calls let's go to texas fred welcome to the program Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning. What's on just your mind today? Just finishing up my uh, just finishing up my big bowl of Lucky Charms, you know, because the government says I should eat that. That's but, right. Yeah. Don't be. So, don't go anywhere near yeah, those eggs. So. <laughs> the cholesterol jump right oh, off. Oh no! Come on. Yeah. Cholesterol. They'll, yeah. They'll, exactly. That cholesterol jump right off and, and land on you. So don't even go near <laughs> the eggs. Uh, anyway, I um, I have a theory. Um, why they stop reporting all the data on the vaccine. Um, I think they have um, skewed in one way, and I have 90% of the population that took this vaccine, or whatever the percentage is. And to, to backtrack on that, not not that they can get not that they can get sued because they already stopped yeah, that. Right. But to backtrack on that would cause would cause chaos. Um, 
you know, I mean, people would, you know, people like my in-laws would be uh, completely insane. Am I going to die from the vaccine now? You know, because I mean, you know, my, my, my mother-in-law is an old Italian and everything is, you know, black dress and doom and gloom. Right. So, <laughs> right. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, she says, you know, you call her up and, and she's exhausted. She didn't do anything all day long. And I'm all right, you know, type of thing. So yeah. she has, you know, half a table full of medication. Yes. So, uh, you know, and that's, this is why I think they cannot, they can't put the cat back in the bag, you know, because it's just, it's, it would be too much of insanity out there, I think. How are they explaining away is plausible deniability. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, just ignore it. Just ignore it. And, and you know yeah, what? You know, the, the, I mean, the media makes it really easy for them because, you know, I'm going to get a little political here, but if the, do, if the Democratic Party decides well, to ignore by, something. By, yeah. By Pfizer. Yeah. If the Democratic Party decides to ignore something, the media goes right along with them. Exactly. What, whatever. They all, get, where, they all feed from the same truck. Where did, where did all the real journalists go? I mean, if I were a journalist, well, you know something, this, Kevin? this is a kind of story that I would be all over. This would be like, isn't this your chance for a big break? Like to go break the big case? Well, isn't that what journalists are supposed to go after? Do you, do you maybe think that maybe we've been lied to for decades and they, they broke the stories they wanted to break in, maybe. Time, in times they needed to break stories? Um, you know, we only had three networks. Well, for, true. You know, yeah. But, since, you know, so maybe and now that the Internet, you get when you have guys like Alex Berenson come out with with real facts, they, they can shut them down because yeah, it's not their narrative true. that they want to push today. You know, I mean, look, I mean, you, you talk about you talk about Deep Throat and, and, and Watergate. Well, he was a Republican president. So, of course, that was easy to break. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. so good, good so point. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, this is just something this came off my head, but you know, here's I the, I don't know, he, you know, he, here's the other thing I wonder about. And it's kind of scary. It, this isn't just happening in our country. This is happening all over the world. In, in some places, right. it's well, far I worse. Think, Australia, New Zealand, a couple of places I thought that were, you know, were a little more independent than we were. Turns out that it's the exact opposite. New Zealand and Australia seem a whole lot more like Canada to me than the U.S. these days. Uh, yeah, no, I. Well, the thing is, look, look at who's running these places now. They they are, you know, the they're the Davos crew. Yeah. The, you know, this is the one. This is the one world government. This is the uh, the you way know, that. It, since we're getting out here in conspiracy theory land, let's let's throw this out. So, you know, I got I, my tinfoil in the closet. So. Exactly. So I, I'm going to need a stainless steel shield here pretty soon. Tinfoil isn't going to cut it. Um, you know, I keep going back to that stupid book, The End of the World. And if we if you follow the book and the trigger to all of these changes in the book, we can't forget what the original trigger, why is all of this going to happen? Why is the global economy going to collapse and why are countries going to go back to being, you know, having to survive on their own? If, if, the, if that were to happen, I think it's way out there, but that's the premise of the book. And what was the reason for it? Why did it start? It was a population problem. We don't have enough people. Right. 
That's the whole premise of the book, is that we don't have enough people to continue this global economy. And when you look at the numbers, you think, oh, well, maybe that's true. But at the same time, we're killing a lot more people all of a sudden. You're right, right. Well, I mean, I think it's been a controlled effort to to population control, I guess, for some some sad reason. Um, with Bill Gates and the whole and the whole push that he's doing, owning you know farms and medical community and 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 you know big big chunks of pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. So I mean, you know, and and his and his whole thing is he wants to make sure the world is vaccinated. Uh, Not just on COVID. I mean, all everything. I know. I know. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? With his money, right. why doesn't he turn all of his farmland into purely regenerative farmland? If anybody could afford to do it, that would be him. He can't say, well, it's too right. expensive. I can't afford. Of course you can. You could turn all of your farmland into regenerative farmland and lead the charge for building your immune system the right way with with real food and a better lifestyle instead of promoting vaccinations. And then you look at it and go, well, he's going to make a lot more money promoting vaccinations. But why does he care about the money? He honestly has more money than he could ever spend. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe I don't believe it is about the money. I mean, the money is a means to an end, but I think it's it's an ideology. It's a complete ideology that overwhelms these people. They they just have it, and then they you know the people that are fortunate enough like like Soros and Gates to make that kind of money so, to help enact their ideology. So, do they believe? Um, do they re- And I'm I'm thinking that they must. They must believe that that what that their ideas really are better for humans and the planet, because, again, even if you say, 100%. well, that the power is more important to them than the money. Well, why is power important? It gets you the same thing money does. I mean, all of these right. things are just a means to an end. A whole bunch of money just means you can live any way you want. You could buy an island. You can, you know, go to the moon. You, you do anything you want. Well, that's that's what power gets you just gives you the ability to do more stuff if you want. So ultimately they're either doing this because, and again, why they can't have more power and money. It wouldn't do them any good. They have everything they need now. So maybe they truly right. do believe that this is better for humans to, to live this way. I think it's well, awful. It, 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 yeah, it, I, yeah, no, that's the thing. I, I, it, it becomes an ideology where, it's not about the money. The money is a means to an end. But if, if you notice, if you notice that every every time they come up with a policy for the for the population, it never affects them directly. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Even so, that they have their them. own it never affects them directly. They have their own formal programs, even. Health insurance doesn't affect them. Right. They have their own. Social security doesn't affect them. They have their own. You're right. It, they they're they're obvious about yeah. it. They're not trying to hide it. Oh yeah, no, not, none of them are. None of them are trying to hide anything. They, they're they're actually out in the open with it now. You know, the, you know they. You it, know it, You know it, the the problem got, is that yeah, you, know, you can even go in. You can even go into this Ukraine situation where they're the most corrupt. They've been saying for decades that's the most corrupt country in in west in Western Europe. 
and and still we're, we're funneling millions and billions of dollars over there and weapons that there's no accountability for. I mean, you can I, go. It's 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 on all fronts. It's on all fronts. I just saw I another health show. No, I know. And this kind of started with a health topic, the vax, and now we're off on. But that's all right. It happens once in a while. I saw a headline this morning. I didn't bother to read it. Um, They're getting ready to put together another weapons package for Ukraine, and it's the biggest so far. Right. And this is Republicans, Democrats, folks. Oh, it's both. Yeah, no doubt. We can yell and and stomp and say, Biden and the dirty Democrats, but it's the Republicans just as much. When it comes to Ukraine, it might be the Republicans even more. I, I really, it's more, it, even it, more, right? It's a mess. Yeah. We we have uh, our borders right. don't seem to be important, but we have to go protect Ukraine's borders for some reason. Exactly, exactly. But um, anyway, I'll I'll call you next week on the pit. We'll discuss this more. But as far as the stress protocol, I think yes. I'm getting pretty good numbers here. I'm feeling a lot better. Excellent. Um, Last night was a, was a, yesterday was a grueling day. I tried to help a friend out. I wanted to try his deal with van trailers and I wound up getting home at 11 o'clock last night. Just <laughs> so, um, my body battery today wasn't bad and my sleep was good because my sleep is good. I mean, but your sleep um, is my good. My body by the battery way. was 64. <laughs> I know my wife looks, my wife looks at me and says, why'd you need that stupid watch? You know, you always slept good. I'm like, well, now I know I sleep good. Now I can prove it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, now I, but I can, I can see other things. That's, that's why the, the watch is so helpful. I'm, I'm learning a lot more um, about, about my, uh, about everything. You know, the stress, the stress, the body battery. Um, when we first started this, you had said that the stress protocol will help me build the body battery, and, and it has. It has. I've been. I've gotten a few numbers in the eighties. Excellent, so, excellent. Which it, I'm. I'm real happy. Yeah. Know? It. It. I, yeah. I am convinced. It. This is the answer to stress. I think it's a really big breakthrough in stress. And now it's just a matter of getting feedback so we can start tweaking it because we know everybody's a little different. We don't have enough feedback right. yet to really say this is exactly how it should be done, but I am completely convinced at this point, this is the approach we need to take to stress and nobody else seems to be using this approach. Well, you know, I, I'll give you a, a, not about stress, but I'll give you a quick, uh, a quick story. I have a friend who was a truck driver. He needs to get his hip replaced. He's only 52, just turning 52. Needs to get his hip replaced. And his A1C with metformin was 9.7 a month and a half ago. And his wife is a nurse, and he was listening. He started. He called me up when he got nine point seven and got rejected to get the surgery. And the guy's in constant pain. So I want to help the guy, of course. Yeah. So I tell him, I tell him to eat pretty much carnivore. But and and so his wife says, "What are you insane? You need carbs." I said, "Listen." I said, "You're either going to listen to your wife, or you're going to listen to right. me." Right. Right. Coming at it. She's coming at it from from a medical standpoint, and I not not denouncing her. I'm not saying that she's wrong. I'm telling you that you've been doing what she wants you to do for the last 50 years in, in general, and just try mine. Yeah, And I, so he had I, to go I'm, up to Pennsylvania. I'm, to I'm not quite as nice. I would have said she's clearly wrong. No, I understand. <laughs> no, I understand. But you know, it's his wife. It's I know, his wife. I'm I not going to, I'm not going to go there. Right. Um, so I, I, um, so he went up to Pennsylvania to some training because they were going to put him in dispatch while he's getting his surgery to keep him paid. 
because he's you know, not be able to drive, yeah. which is very nice of the company. It is. So anyway, um, so while he was up there, and he took he went out uh, two weeks later, two two and a half weeks later, he went out to his father's house and he got his local doctor that he used to watch, that he used to see, order him an A one C. He went down to seven point one in two weeks. <laughs> So I told him, I told him, I said, cut your metformin in half. Yes, yes. I said, cut your metformin in half. I said, and see how you do. And he was very skeptical. I said, listen, I said, metformin's a very light drug. I said, cut it in half, take it with you. If you start feeling shaky or something like that, take it again. He did, then he got off completely. It's now six weeks. He His home test the other day was 6.1. Wow. Six weeks. Wow. Six weeks. Now, he's not a heavy guy. He's not a big guy. He's, you know, a very small guy. He just ate He ate fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, and that's what he did. And that's, you know, and, and he was on sweet teas and, and all this other stuff. And I told him, I said, if you really want to start doing this right, eat, you know, now he's home back in Oklahoma. I said, if you really want to do this right, I says, try to start intermittent fasting. Which and I try I explained to him what that was. Right. I said, see what you can do with that. I said, see what you could do with that. I said, this might, you know, I said this might this will definitely help you with the healing process after this operation, number one. Number two, it'll get you metabolically healthy. So, um, I haven't really had a conversation with him on the phone. We've been going back and forth with Texas, but I yeah, I wanna find out what what his wife thinks. Exactly. Exactly. Who had, that. Who had? Who had? Who had a? Who had? A, who had the stomach? Uh, I think the band or something done there, and she's has all kinds of thyroid and all kinds of issues from that, and you know. But what can you? T- you can't tell people anything. You know. Here, you know, here so. if I have to guess what a reaction is going to be, here's what it will be. I've seen it so many times. From you know, it's kind of like. When I get the people who have an agricultural background and want to argue about everything, um, it's kind of the same way. The medical community, and I get it. They 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 look at it, and go, you know, this nurse looks at a situation like this and says, that that guy you're listening to on the the radio is a truck driver. I've been to nursing school and I took this course, and I, I get it. I understand why they're upset. Yep. But her answer is, I can promise, this is what it'll be. Well, you might be losing weight and your A1C is coming down, but you're going to die of a heart attack. That'll be her answer. Right. I know. I know. And, and you know, so you, it, it's, unf- and I said to him, I said, you know, she's coming at this from what she considers to be fact and, and, and she's educated and I'm not, you know, I said, we don't know each other a long time, but I'm telling you, I'm your friend. I'm trying to help. That's all I'm trying to do here. I said, and I showed him pictures of myself, 300 pounds plus down to 225, 235. That's incredible. I mean, and it's, yeah. I said, I, I, I sit in the truck at the time I was doing tank work, which was probably the easiest work you can do besides swinging door vans. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I sat, I sat, I sat in the truck, you know, 24 yeah, hours right. a day, pretty much when I was on the road. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it- so, uh, you know, it, it, isn't it frustrating it, it is. that it's so simple to help people with their health? You don't have to even well, I go see through it in my own house. Exactly, you don't have to go through what I've gone through. You don't have to read a hundred books and go through courses. And I mean, it's really, really basic if we just 
Just do it and see the results. It's drop dead simple. We should not need a bunch of highly educated medical people to tell us how to eat because they don't know how to eat. Right. And that's, that's the argument I gave him. And, you know, and to be honest with you, when I first started listening to you, I, I, I followed it somewhat, but I wanted to know for myself. So I of did course. go into the yeah. health book. Right. Yeah, and I wanted I wanted to educate myself to get some kind of background knowledge on this, so I can at least articulate it well enough. Not like, oh, Kevin told me, so it's right. (laughs) Right. You know, and (laughs) that's fine too. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted to make sure that I knew the 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 building blocks. I took your gut bacteria course, your uh, your gut digestion course. Yeah. I took your keto course. I you know I did all of that in the beginning just to learn, just to learn. So I mean. I mean, I feel, I'm feeling great. And it's only two weeks I've done this protocol. I'm feeling even better. And I'm telling people, and and I want more feedback. Your feedback has been excellent. You send me all your sleep data. You update your numbers. I absolutely love that. Um, I'm, I'm confident people will see a, a difference. One in the way they feel, but I know feeling is subjective. There's the placebo effect and all that. Even more important, we can track the numbers in less than a week, the improvement. I'm positive with some people, I will see an improvement in numbers after they do the protocol two or three times. Right, right. Now, one, one, two questions I have. Um, I noticed that when I start off with a good day on body battery, it kind of diminishes quick. Is that how it happens for you, or is there still a lot more work I need to do? No. Th- well, there is more work, and that's what we are going to improve right. with this protocol. But the same thing kind of did happen, and I have a theory. When you wake up feeling yeah. really good and strong, what do you do? You go do stuff. I'm active. Yeah. You're yeah. more active yeah. on those days because I mean, that's, you have. That's, I, that's true. If I wake up, oh, oh, there are days, yesterday was one of them. Horrible night's sleep the night before, both Lisa and I. Just absolutely awful night's sleep. So yesterday morning, I woke up, I was miserable. Um, I didn't want to do the show. I got through it. Thought I might work on a couple things after the show. And before noon, both of us said, we're just taking the rest of the day off. I'm just going to rest. I'm not going to go out work in the garden. I have trashed my body battery. It's five. And I just need, I, I, this is one of those days where I'm just going to have to avoid stress to try to recharge a little bit so I can get going again. So yesterday I did almost nothing. Which means by the end of the day, my body right. battery was still about 40, which is unheard of. I mean, if I can finish the day with okay. 40. Um, so then today I got up and now I feel kind of recharged again. I, so guess what I'm going to go do today? I'm either going to go work harder in the garden. <laughs> I'm going to work harder on a project for work. If the wind picks up later this afternoon and my wing is fixed, I might. And by the end of today, I'll be trashed again. But if right. we do the product and... And that's life, right? We, we avoid stress some days. We can't avoid it other days. Nothing ever gets better. If all we do is life, that pattern will continue. What will break that pattern is the protocol. What will happen is your body battery will be much easier to get to 100. It'll be easier to build and harder to deplete. 
that's what I'm thinking too. I, I just wanted to get your 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 opinion on that because I, that's how I feel. Because um, I th- there was a few days I had 60s and 70s, and then all of a sudden over the weekend I was 85, yeah, right. and I was 79, <laughs> yeah, and right. I'm like. I'm like, well, but then again, then, you know, I mean, even when I didn't do a lot, you know, uh, Saturday was kind of a rainy day here in Houston and I was home. I did the protocol and, uh, and so, but even when I didn't do a lot, it went down to 50 pretty quick. You know, one of the other things um, we may find as we do this and I start seeing more data, we may try to correlate some of this with other things in life. Like we know there are certain things that stress us out and deplete our body better. But then there are those days, like you just said, why did it go down so fast that day? And that's what we're going to start learning. It could turn out to be certain foods. We might find that, and and they may be different for everybody. We may find that there are foods that stress us. I'm almost positive we're going to find that. And maybe we'll be able to learn individually what foods we should avoid. Well, you know something, you might might have a point there because Friday night, I went out. Was it Friday night? I think it was. No, it was Saturday night. I went out and had uh, Greek food. And we it, found a nice little Greek restaurant down yeah. here. And I love Greek food. So I do love, I. I love it. And I'll tell you what. My wife and I didn't feel good Sunday. Now, I did the protocol on Sunday, but I didn't feel good. I woke up with a 79, even though I had a couple of beers at dinner. So I know you say that it, it wipes you out, the alcohol. Maybe it's maybe because I had such a high tolerance level over the years of drinking scotch, maybe it doesn't affect me as much as the next guy, or maybe, uh, I don't know. Um, but Monday, I didn't do the protocol. I just did the blanket and the breathing and took the cold shower. I didn't do the extra, so I did it three days in a row. I want to take a day off. And then yesterday, I did nothing. Today, I'm not going to do anything either because of my sleep last night. I only got six hours sleep, but I mean, I just... <laughs> Don't feel up to it. You're, yeah, right. I mean, I know right. that sounds. No, that's. Know, that, I just don't feel up to it. That's, feel that's the whole point of this. Sleepy. Yeah, no, that is the whole point right. of this. That with all this data, we can make better decisions. You should not just try to push through on a bad day unless you absolutely have to. If you can avoid doing too much on a bad day, avoid it. When you have good days, that's when we want to go in and do things like the protocol that's going to make this better. But there are those days that we should just avoid and conserve and recharge. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take it. Tomorrow is going to be a little bit of a long day because I, I got a round trip to Dallas. I just kind of pulled out of thin air. Um, but tomorrow is going to be a long day. I'm going to get up early and probably not get home till late. So I may I may take two days where I'm doing absolutely nothing. And then Thursday, Friday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do it again. There you go. Um, I'll have time to I'll have time to relax. But yeah, I. But, you know, just real quick, I mean, I have my, my I give my wife a cocktail of, of vitamins that help her, but she still doesn't want to eat correctly. So it only goes so far. And exactly what you say. I mean, she, she'll call me up uh, during the week and she'll say, I'm so tired. And I'm like, well, honey, you need to eat a little differently. Yeah. You know, and I, I know <laughs> just just won't. And, and that's OK. I mean, she's, you know, Correct. she's a big girl. Right. So she can. Yep. You know, and, and I'm not, you know, and when, you know, when she says, you know, she wakes up tired, she goes to bed tired. And then she, I, you know, she looks at me and says, don't say it. And I'm like, well, I <laughs> want to help you. Well, the, <laughs> you know, look, and I, I get this. And, and the one thing I tell people all the time, don't ask me for relationship advice. I'm not giving it. Call Dr. Phil. Um, no, I know that. 
I know that, yeah. But here's the thing. I, I, I kind of get it. If you don't want to hear my answer, then maybe you shouldn't tell me you're tired all the time. Don't complain. Correct. I, I, That's how I look at it. Yeah. It, it, look, it, you get to make your choices, <laughs> and you should. You should make your choices. You're an adult. But understand that there are, there are consequences right. to your choices. That's all. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. It, it's your being, choice. Being a man, being a man and an alpha male, I, we want to fix things. I know. That's what I, we're I know. here. That's the male. That's the male mentality. We want to fix things. And when we see something obviously broken. We and we know the the, the, the way to fix it. And it's just a little frustrating sometimes. And I know I've heard this relationship advice, and it's it's sometimes hard to take. That's why I don't give relationship advice, because I'm not very good at it myself. We are not supposed to try to fix them all the time. What they want is for us to just listen, <laughs> right? And, and listen yeah, to me. I know, I know. And, and listen yep, to what did, yep, I, what did yep. I just say. Well, look, that's your choice. Take the consequences <laughs> and stop complaining about it. I'll, I'll help you fix yeah. it if you want. But if you don't want to fix it, if that's your choice, well, then deal with it. But that's to see, that's why yeah, I'm so well, bad I'll at relationships. You, that's a bad answer. Her. I should listen I'll, and I'll be understanding. And what's that? Yeah. yeah the, the, um, the new supplement you have for the hormones. Oh yeah. Female hormones. Yeah. I get, I, I ordered that when I ordered all the other stuff with the cardio miracle, by the way, I've been using that a little bit as well. Not, Every day, but not every day. Yeah, you know, like uh, not twice a day, but every day. Yeah, um, good. I've been using the Cardio Miracle. Um, but uh, I give her, I don't give her the recommended dose. I just give her two in the morning and I tell her to take one at night. And it's been really helping her. And I don't know if it's placebo effect or what it is, but it has been helping her overall. Excellent. Uh, which is a good thing. Excellent. And again, you know, I, know, I know if her diet changed, it would be even better. It would be even better. Yeah, I, I'm convinced one of our early problems that we never really solved was what do we do when a female tries this and doesn't get results? And occasionally a male, but much more common with females. Mm -hmm. And then we figured out this is a hormone issue and hormones are determined by stress. The stress protocol, along yep. with those couple of new products in the store, we're going to fix this. I'm completely confident yeah, we're going to fix this. Yeah, I even try to try to help her, like, try just to do the breathing, you know, when you're right, right. home alone. Try to, you know, download the app and just try the breathing. See if that helps a little bit. I don't know. You know, it, it, it'll take a while. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe we'll get her in the truck. We'll see. That's right. We'll see. <laughs> you know, when I'm when I'm drinking when I'm drinking a beer with her or having a glass of wine with her on the weekends, just oh, the tribe should see you now. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not I'm not telling anyone to do what I do. I'm just giving advice where I think I know how to give advice, and I'm giving people my my journey. That's it. You know, I mean, are, are we perfect? Absolutely not. You, no, you know, I I had some champagne over the weekend. First time in months for alcohol for me. Um, and I, I and here's the thing. I thought, you know what? I hardly ever drink anymore. I used to drink a bottle of wine every two days. That used to be my norm. Right. Uh, for years, decades even. And I thought, if I'm only going to have wine or champagne once every couple of months, I don't care what it costs. I'm going to buy the good stuff. 
And I have a couple of my favorite champagnes. Sure. And they're not outrageously expensive. It's not like, you know, $160 a bottle for Dom. But it, it's like 50 you know, and a $50 bottle of champagne is right. a little outrageous. Um, but I had one, enjoyed the hell out of it. But I paid the price. My numbers all went down. And I was so excited because of, we've been doing the protocol really strict. My numbers are getting better. And I have this chart I want to put out and show, look, this is how it works. And all of a sudden, there's this dip in my numbers. And I'm like, damn it, why did I do that? Right. Well, you have to live too. I know. I mean, I was, I know. you know, like you said, like, like you said, you drank, you drank a bottle of wine in two days. Normally, my whole my my thing was scotch, all different types of scotches, high end scotches. Johnny Walker Black is my is my favorite. And I mean, I, to go through a, bo- a bottle, a fifth or a one point seven five liter in a weekend wasn't uncommon. And I mean, not functional. I mean, no, that's no, how I, I got to three hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's how I got to three hundred pounds. I mean, you know, I mean, eat, eating, you know, grilling steaks on the grill and eating pastas and drinking a lot of scotch and wine and whatever else came down the pike. Yeah, and um, you know, so I still, I still, I have. I mean, I got two hundred dollar bottle bottles of scotch in my cabinet. I haven't even opened. Because I, I don't drink like I used to. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm and I'm looking yeah. at them and I'm like, you know, maybe this weekend I'll have a couple of drinks and then I the weekend happens and I don't. And I'm like, okay, you, well I don't, you know. Yeah, you know the interesting thing, I was kind of excited when I was buying the champagne. I'm like, Oh, you know, I haven't had this in a long time, I know it's gonna taste good. As I was opening the <laughs> bottle, I actually started thinking, I really don't want this. It's it's almost like it's a leftover in my brain. My brain thinks I want it. You know, because my brain remembers, no, it feels good. You'll relax. And but as I was opening the bottle, I was saying to myself, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for me also, it was more of a social thing. When I was in New York, I had a lot of family around us and they would just stop by during the week on the weekends. And it was more of a social thing for me as well. Down here, you know, uh, um, you know, just me, my wife, and my son, pretty much. We have some cousins, but they don't come around like my like my side of the family did. And uh, so, I guess maybe that's another thing. My my lifestyle has changed, and that also changed for the better since I started listening to you and 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 following your advice. So, I mean, which is you know, I'm very happy. And you know, my wife jokes at me jokes to me. You know, you were supposed you were supposed to pass away, and I was supposed to have a hot young pool guy. Come here. And I'm like, well, sorry, honey. <laughs> Boy, you spoiled her life plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, don't worry, honey. As your life insurance is paid up, I'll be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you could really make it funny and say, well, you know, that may have been your plan, but my plan is I'm going to be really healthy and I'm going to trade you in on two 30-year-olds. No, no. My, <laughs> no, wife, is, my wife has green eyes for a reason. <laughs> my wife has green eyes for a reason. <laughs> so, but I, I tell her, I says, well, I'm your hot pool guy now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, listen, it's a pleasure talking to you. I hope, uh, hope other people, uh, you know, learn from the stress protocol. And I'll tell you, I, I, uh, I really enjoy the blanket. I really enjoy the blanket. Yeah. It really feels, I feel, I feel kind of wobbly when I first get up. I think my adrenals are still kind of kind of probably uh, weak. Yeah. Um, but after, after I get up and move around, I don't jump into the shower right away. I think I remember you saying that 
there's something with the infrared we should let sit settle for a little while. It, that, Is that, that correct? The residual heat, the heat penetrates so deep that you will continue to sweat after you stop unless you jump right into the cold shower and then you cool your core back down. So that's kind of the reason you just avoid that cold shower for a little while afterwards. Right, right. So yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll get up. Of course, I'll do the X3, which only takes a few minutes. And then I'll walk around a little bit. Then I'll get into a shower. So, so. have you have you tried the breathing in the blanket yet? I do. That's what I do. Oh, good. That's what good. I do. I've been doing. Good. I've been doing four. I've been doing. Four, I got. I got the app working. I shut everything down. I actually, the first day I did it with the breathing in the blanket, I had the ceiling fan on, and I didn't sweat as much. And I said, "That's odd." And then I shut the ceiling fan off the next two days, and I really were, you know, you know really got the benefits. There's of it. something else about sweating that I never realized before, and I've learned now. Um, the more you do this, the better your body gets at sweating. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, um, I remember going back a few years when I first started the, basically we were keto then, NDK. I remember being down here in the Texas heat and actually smelling the sweat with the detoxification coming out of my body. And I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to, I'm starting to smell a little bit of that back because I haven't been as strict. Uh, over the past it, uh, six months or so, and I've gained like 10, 15 pounds back. Um, not where I'm, I'm not uncomfortable, but I, I do want to get back down to 225, but I'll do it the way I, you know, a yeah. slower way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I remember, you know, and then, you know, because we lost a lot of water weight. We were losing at the beginning when I was in the, in the threes and the 280s and the 260s. And I remember vividly not smelling like myself. Yeah. Or because, you know, yeah. you really don't smell yourself, I guess. But I remember, you know, distinctly of that. So um, yeah, this is this is really uh, a really interesting. Uh, I do. I do the four. I do four rounds with 40 breaths per round. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, I do four. I'm doing four and, uh, and I'm doing 35 breaths and it, it's almost the perfect 20 minutes that I'm in the tunnel. And honestly, I can't take much more than 20 minutes in the tunnel. I am dripping by the time I'm done in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I do the I do the blanket at level 9 and I do it for 35 minutes. Excellent. I, 30 didn't seem like it was enough. It's, you know, it's, the, it's yeah, be you, you find that point where you hit that really good sweat and then five or 10 more minutes is just about perfect. Yeah. I think I was coming out a little too early last week yeah. when I did it, the week before, the week before last. So, All right. um, good so yeah, this is a, uh, it's, 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 ex, it's excellent. I, I will definitely keep everyone posted, uh, you know, who wants to watch and, Learn Perfect. and listen and whatever. Love it. Uh, right. Have a great day. Everyone be safe out there. Great, great stuff. Have a great day. We're going to head, uh, we're going to go back to Texas and see if Gary's ready. Gary, you ready yet? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. What's on your mind today? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, you were talking about this, this is not what I called. I called about the watch, but you were talking earlier about missing parts in the body. Yes. And when I was about the sixth grade, and I'm 65 years old, about sixth grade, they took my appendix out. So what have I missed by not having that? Yeah, so appendix is pretty interesting because I have known 
many people, well, many. Um, it seems like a lot because it shocked me when this first happened. I know several people who have switched to a really healthy lifestyle, some sort of paleo-based um, diet and, you know, changing it, and they still get an infected appendix and it has to come out. We're not sure why. Um, my son, Michael, had it, and he was outrageously healthy at the time. So we now know what the appendix does. There was a time where we actually, I can remember reading about this, that they thought it was some leftover part from way back when that may have had some sort of a function but isn't necessary now. And that's why they're so quick to take them out. But I will say this, when it's infected, you have to take it out. It'll, it can kill you. So I'm not telling people if the doctor's saying take out your appendix to argue with them. Don't. Normally, doctors only do this when it's infected and it is dangerous. So it, it should come out. Um, what does it do? Our, our latest theory is that this is a safe space for good bacteria. So if you are to get some sort of um, dysbiosis where we get an overabundance of bad bacteria in the gut, they will, they will beat out the good bacteria. They'll eat all the food. They'll, they'll, they have defenses that can kill other bacteria. So the appendix seems to be this safe space when there's some sort of an intestinal infection. The good bacteria head to the appendix and kind of hide out for a while. And then that way, once the emergency is over, they come back out and they can repopulate. That, that's our latest theory on what the appendix is there for. So it, it's really very, very possible to be completely healthy without your appendix. You may have to fight a little harder if you do get some sort of infection in the gut or bad bacteria. It may take longer for your body to recover from that. We may have to work harder on more probiotics, things like that. But most of the time when we eat this way, we don't have a lot of bad bacteria. So the appendix isn't all that important. So this is one of those body parts that it's not that big of a deal when they take it out. And if it needs to come out, it just needs to come out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and going back to the watch, I appreciate that. And going back to the watch, I can't find the HRV. Where is that in there somewhere? When did you download that? Or? When did you buy your watch? Uh, it came in the mail probably last Friday. Oh, you may not see it yet because you haven't worn it long enough. Oh, okay. It I takes seven, so like seven full nights, I think. Um, and then all of a sudden right. you'll, you'll open up your app one day and HRV is going to be there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sort of was on the sleep deal. I was looking for my sleep. First day I was wearing it, and the next day it showed up. And I said, "Oh, no wonder I didn't sleep until last night." You know? <laughs> yeah. Now, so I just got a message from somebody uh, yesterday. They're like, "I didn't think I had HRV, and I opened up my app today, and it was there." Yeah. And on the heart rate, uh, what? Yeah, I think it's the heart rate. What is the plus forty? Well, mine outside it says plus forty one, and 
this morning it says minus 29. That's body battery. Is that the heart rate? That's body battery. Yeah, the body battery. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So there what are. Is it, 41 in the. Yeah, so there are things that build our body battery, and there are things that deplete our body battery. So when we can stay in the rest and digest mode, we have the ability then to start storing energy. Think of your body battery as a place to store energy, just like a a battery. So when you see that plus number, that was you increasing your energy levels in your body battery. When you see the minus number, that's you decreasing. So the goal is to increase more than we decrease. Yeah. And that changes throughout the day, right? All the time. All the time. Yeah, this is what we're trying to learn from all this. What are the things we can do more of that that so we get more plus, so we build more energy? What are the things we should not be doing or avoiding so that we don't deplete our energy so fast? And the protocol is designed to fix that. The protocol will start helping Uh you build more energy into the body battery and not deplete so fast. This body battery is really a way for us to measure our stress response and our stress muscle. The higher you can keep your body battery, that's just telling me you have a good, strong stress muscle. So throughout the day, if I look at that, and right now, or I looked at it while ago, it was plus 41, so... Throughout the day, I can look at that, and it may go up to plus 42 or it, go down. It, it, it's poss- you're not going to see big gains during the day when you're awake. Uh, it, it's possible, but, uh-huh. but you've got to be really, really calm and not active for really long periods of time before you'll see that number go up much. Now, it's possible that could change. And I'm hoping that maybe the longer we do this protocol, that there will be times during the day where we can actually get that number to go up. For me, it's been pretty rare. Mine does not go up much during the day. What I can hope for during the day is I can get it to level off and stop going down. But if I think about this, my goal very well could be that most days of the week, I'd like to start with my body battery at 100 and end with it near zero. I don't want to leave anything on the table. Why not get the most out of my day that I can possibly get? And as long as I can build it back to 100 again, then that should be the ultimate. I'm, I'm not only am I building lots of energy, I'm using it, which means I'm doing things, I'm accomplishing things, I'm active. So that would be my goal. And as long as I can build it, here's the problem. Most people, if you drop under 25 on your body battery, it gets really difficult to build it back again. And that's where I think we are, are weak. And that's where the protocol is going to start making that better. But that would be my ultimate goal, that I know I can get my body battery back to 100 overnight. And then, hell, I want to use as much of it up as I can during the day. Hey, uh, well, mine was 64 this morning, and that's been the best. That's the best it has been since I started wearing a watch last Friday. So start on my protocol, and let's see if we can make it better. Yeah, I've been doing some of it. Good. Some of your protocol. Yeah, I need. I haven't done the breathing. I need to start that. 
Oh, the breathing's, yeah. The um, breathing's excellent. It, it all is, really. I mean, all of it really does make you feel much better. Well, I've been doing the cold showers, and I've been working out some, but... Uh, the showers here in Texas are just not very cold. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. I get it. I used to live in Orlando. Now, now so. I, did, I did two last winter cold showers, and I gave up on it. I need to get back into that habit this winter, <laughs> but uh, that's yeah. tough. Oh, uh, it is. Hard. I started shaking, uh, started shaking in the shower <laughs> so bad, and but when I got out, when I got out of the shower, I felt so good. It was unbelievable how good I felt. Isn't it? I, I will say that's the hardest one to get started on. It's the hardest one to get used to. But there, I promise, there comes a point where you start to look forward to it. And I will, I, I will tell you, even when you look forward to it, it's still uncomfortable. I mean, but it's 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 yeah. not so uncomfortable that you can't stand it, and you you realize, yeah, this is a little uncomfortable. I can handle three or four or five minutes of this, and it, it's a little uncomfortable. And I want yeah. to I want to get out, but I push it and push it because it's not horrible. And then when I do get out, I feel incredible. Right, and, and it's not so bad once you. Stay in there for, I don't know, 30 seconds or a minute. It seems to get a little better because it, your body I I, gets used to it. But, I think your skin goes uh, numb. But, uh, that, that's one of the things that I've found. Blue. Yeah, if I can get my skin to where it my, goes numb, then I can stay in. Yeah, and my skin turned blue, and I went to the bed. <laughs> I was already in bed. I walked over there, and I said, fill on my shoulder. She said, what? And I said, fill on my shoulder. And she felt of it. It was the cold, and it was blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah good stuff uh, and another thing i don't see uh stress i can't look at my stress level on this watch is that so would that show up later so are you using the app as well or are you just looking at the watch i downloaded the app and so, i haven't yeah i'm just looking at the watch yeah i haven't so done anything with the app other than download it Okay, so here's the thing. I I typically just look at my watch now. I you're, you're I might, talking about the Garmin app. The Garmin app, you're right? You're talking about the Garmin app. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I used to look at that every day, multiple times a day, and then I realized, hell, I can put all this stuff on my watch and see it, and I don't have to keep opening the app and waiting for it to update. So I'll look at my app every three or four days sometimes now, but. There is, you do have to go through a process to put those things on the watch. You decide which things you want to see on the watch, what order you want to see them in, and then you just use the two buttons on the left, the middle and the bottom, to scroll through the different things. But you do have to go through a process to install them on the, on the watch itself. So I do that. I go through the process in the app. Uh, no, you actually do it on the phone. I wish, I wish they would put that functionality in the app that allowed me to do it because it, it gets a little, um, gets a little confusing when you're trying to do it on the watch. It, it would be easier if I could make those changes in the app, but you can't, um, you do have to do it on the watch. So is there any directions anywhere that I could go to to sort of it, see how to do that? It is in the manual. 
it, it's tedious and because the manual's long because there's a lot of stuff in there but it, it, once you figure out the process it's like everything else it's just a couple steps it's not that big of a deal it's just trying to figure it out lisa just sent me a, a message she hates trying to find stuff on the watch she loves using her app because it's so much and it really yeah. is easier on the app i you know took the time to set up my watch yeah. because Primarily because this is the device I'm using for this whole protocol. And it was just too time consuming for me to constantly wait for my app to update every time I wanted to see what my instant stress was. And that's what I've been using on the protocol, what's happening with my stress level. So that was the first thing I put on my watch. And then I thought, well, I could also put my HRV on here and my sleep. And and then I just look at everything on my watch. Yeah, okay. I downloaded the app and uh, set up my battery, um, set up my watch on that app, so I should be able to get into that. Yep. And I guess my last question, somewhere when you're scrolling through your watch, down at the bottom of the it says edit. And I didn't know if that's something you go in there and start. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wiping out things you didn't want to show up or what? Correct. Okay. Yeah, and and here's the other thing. There's not just one place to do that though. That's why this gets confusing. You can go directly into settings, but then sometimes like you say at the end of a certain screen you'll see an edit button so you can do it from there. So it, you're doing the same thing, you're just getting to it from a different place. Okay. All right. Well, I'll keep experimenting and see what we come up with. And and here's the thing. We, you know, I know we always worry about, oh, do I really want to put that in? Because what if it screws everything up? Don't be afraid of that. That's how you learn. Try, try it. If there's something to install, okay. install it. See what it does. If you want to delete something, delete it. See what happens. Because here's the thing. There's a simple process to go back to the factory settings. So try everything. That's You'll learn much better. And then if you get it so screwed up and you're looking at it, you go, oh, I don't like this anymore and I don't know how to fix it. Just just go through the process to reset it to factory settings and you start over. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for the call. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting more and more feedback from people on this. Let's. Uh... Oh, wait a minute. Why am I, am I still hearing somebody on the line? Who am I hearing right now? I hear an open line, but I'm not sure why. Huh, all right. Well, anyway, I think it's time to uh, head on into After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. We do have some calls on the line, so don't hang up. I'm not going to restart the phone system, but I am going to restart the show. So I'm going to wrap up this show. We're going to roll on into after hours and Lauren will be joining me here in just a couple minutes. So don't go away. And if you're on the phone, don't hang up. We'll get to your calls. If you want to jump in, now would be the time. Now you get a twofer. You'll get to ask uh, both Lauren and I questions. So we will be right back with that show. Don't go away. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.